Step into a world shrouded in ash and darkness, where legends come to life and ancient powers linger. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Forbidden Lands, finishing our epic journey through the frozen glaciers, volcanic mountains, and treacherous seas. Join us as we lower our sails and brave one final danger in the hopes of discovering the ultimate treasure that lies beneath ash and snow. So grab your weapons, sharpen your wits, and form one last shield wall, because the adventure ends tonight. The Fetid Lands live up to their name. Ash swirls and eddies about as noxious gases erupt from fissures in the cracked earth. The sulfuric smell is overpowering. It causes your skull to ache, your thoughts to cloud, and compounding the problem is that you can't escape the stench of burnt leather. The ground is so hot that your boots are irreparably singed and charred. The travel is unpleasant, but not difficult. Jagged rocks and uneven earth cause your route to wind about, slowing your progress but the ground is mostly flat and has solid footing. This entire journey, you can see the fire serpent in the distance. Zaldrin, this is something you're very familiar with. The rest of you, you can decide if you've been here before or this is your first time seeing it. It is a rock formation that has several layers that appear to be coiled about in a way that's strangely reminiscent to the large worms that you saw in that glacier. However, these are much more jagged, much more natural. Uh, the legend says that the ash falls and the heat of the worm inside cooks the ash into stone. There's never been any justification that there is a creature inside, but that's always been the legend for as long as anyone can remember. As it creeps closer in your sight, Gunk, you have your pack perfectly packed as always but you feel a bit of a vibration coming from your pack. As you pull it off and start digging through it, you also hear a sound as well. Your puzzle box. It begins humming a strangely ominous musical tone and vibrating as well. And it appears that with every step you take, it gets slightly stronger, ever so slightly stronger. Does the uh, does the humming sound familiar at all? Perhaps something that uh, Mirren was playing on the flute or anything like that? Does the music sound at all familiar? Strangely, no. This is a sound that you've never heard before. It's not mimicking anything. And yet, when you ask if it sounds familiar, it feels familiar. It It feels like the magic that you've sensed from it turned into sound. Before, it's always been an aura that it gave off, uh, sort of a tangible uh, feeling inside. This sound is that feeling personified, I suppose. He'll, I mean, as he's examining it, like he'll see if, the, if there's any physical changes to, to, the, to the box at all. Like, has it shifted, changed around, moved around? I always kind of envisioned it as something like a... Right like a retro Rubik's cube in a way. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. It's more rectangular, but it has multiple uh, spots where you can just twist and turn it mm -hmm. uh, just like a Rubik's cube. It doesn't appear to change any of the symbols where you left it. However, it is shaking. It's humming. It's vibrating. Um, I'm going to pull out, and this might be the first time the rest of them have seen this. I'm going to pull out the skull of Penny and I will be like, Benny, uh, what is, what do you think is going on here? This is, yeah. 
It is shaking. It is humming. What what is the meaning of this? The Ark of Desheb that you have, it only hums for one purpose. The music becomes louder and louder. The closer you become, the closer you reach the unsung himself. His eyes go so wide at the moment. And he shouts, wait, halt, stop, whatever the right word is. And he'll look to the rest of the pack who's nearby. At this point, not caring whether or not you see the skull. He's got in one hand, he's got the shaking, uh, the the shaking uh, um, key. In the other hand, he's got the skull. Uh, We we are, something has changed. Do you see this this shaking, this humming? Do you hear it? Do you you hear it, right? Do you hear it? Uh, Yes, yes. Yes, Gunk, we hear it. That means. Yeah. Penny has said that it is the unsung. They are here. Perhaps they are here somewhere close. Uh, perhaps, perhaps in the serpent. Yes. In the serpent, do you think? Yes. The unsung. Why are you not excited about this? And he's starting to get a little irritated that no one's as excited as he is. Gunk. The rest of you hear Penvro as well. Uh, in response to Gunk's question, the unsung was always fascinated with this place it very well could be that he remains in the serpent you found another skull named penny that talks we have two skull pennies uh no Gunk stole me before you left the canticles. Freed you. Freed you. I freed you. You were imprisoned within it. I helped get you out. Okay, so so tell me again. I've known about this place for a very long time. I've been here before. What are you saying that I didn't know about this place in the unsung? Hopefully you remember. Do you remember what the unsung is? Yes. Well, they are here. This you know what let's just say you're good at politics I am good at lore and history and you can there is something here okay something powerful we can speak it would explain a lot of things that have happened here this is true I am excited Mm. Gunk are we to take its life its heart blood and its power uh, probably. That uh, I mean, we'll speak to it first. But if they are rude and do not answer our questions to my uh, to my liking, then yeah, we just we eat it. Uh, brother, I'm your weapon. Point me when it is the time. Excellent, excellent. The rest of you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it just want the blood in the box? Oh, it does. It, uh, that. Do we do we care about the blood in the box? I mean. I don't really know what they're going to do uh, once they acquire it, so I suppose we should probably ask them that. Also, and I'm just a Jeff memory question. Didn't the Earth Mother want that as well, or at least who Gunk perceives as the Earth Mother? Yeah. Yes, this this artifact is fought over by many people. Desheb, who is the being that the blood actually came from, wants Mm -hmm. it. The unsung stole it from the gods in the Earth Mother, who wish it returned to them. And of course, you want it. Of course. 
what we could do. When I present this to the Earth Mother, if I could present the head or some other part of the unsung to her on trophy, she will be even more impressed with our, with my, with our prowess. Yes. What would you do if the unsung offered you more power than the Earth Mother gives you? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. The unsung gonna be more powerful than the Earth Mother. Don't be. <laughs> he stole yeah. from gods, though. You haven't done that yet. Really? Well, I am holding it, so I mean, I have kind of acquired it. By you stole it. from gods, Gunk? Uh, you know. Like, what the does unsung that did really achieve mean? the power of a god, so technically speaking, he has. Thank you, Penny. <laughs> well, with with what you did to bring Bacho back to the pack. Anything that we can do to further your learning and your goals, Zaldrin is in support of. Kind of looks over at her. Really? I mean, maybe not anything, but in general. <laughs> you have really taken to politics quite quickly, saying whatever you need to say to appease your constituents. You will make a good uh, Sahal? Is that what it is? Of Arakoa? Yeah, you, you will make a very fine one. Mm -hmm. uh, we can keep walking, right? And Zaldrin's like... Speaking of which, Zaldrin, are you riding Ven right now? Uh, it, it's easy enough terrain, you absolutely can. Uh, yes, she has horseshoes that are good for this terrain, of course. Yeah, uh, this is terrain that you've ridden her across many times before. Uh, so both of you are relatively familiar with it. Go ahead and give me a scouting roll. Uh, okay, that's a... That's two successes. Two successes. You're traveling through this land. There's no animal life to speak of. The only vegetation are roots and uh, shrubs with no leaves, along with heat-resistant algae that grows in the uh, undrinkable water that's found in geysers and boiling springs. Zaldrin, you know that it has a foul taste and will cause sickness if anyone tries to drink from it. So you always need to bring your own rations and your own water when you enter the fetid lands. But because you're writing then, you have the first sight of this. You have the higher vantage point. You see that you're not the only ones traveling through the fetid lands. There are at least two reaver scouting parties uh, moving through. And it's relatively flat land. Uh, so as you go up on a crest upon a hill, you would be able to see further, and they're in the distance. They're not anywhere close to you. But it is strange that they are here. If it was anywhere else, you'd be, believe it was foraging parties, but there's no food here to forage. They seem to be scouting the area. That doesn't make sense from a strategic point of view. Surely they know that the orcs would be in their, their city behind their walls. There's no reason to believe that an army would be hidden in these lands. Uh, the Fire Serpent is not on the way from where their fleet was to the city. It's difficult to camp here or even march here, so it would be strange for their army 
to move through here. You cannot think of a reason why they would be here, but you see at least two groups moving, not necessarily towards you, but scouting the lands. Punk, your eyes are better than mine, but if we see over there, we are not alone. Yeah, what? Oi. Group one, group two. They must be hunting for our prize. That must be why the Reavers have di- are, are so close and have yet to attack Urakoa. It is so strange but- that they are, they are so unintelligent to think they would hunt after these things. They are just brutes and fools. Mm-hmm. Must have someone amongst I them. I mean, it was, it's also strange because Zaldrin didn't really know about this dungeon and she lived here and they know about it? To be fair, I Uh, was trained really just to use my spear, so others may have known about this. And you learned that there was a recent earthquake that revealed the dungeon. Uh, It is below the fire serpent, so before, uh, there was no sign of it before. And isn't, like, the new, the other new portion is the, the unsung part of it, which has just sort of, like, come to us, like, right now? Like she was you didn't of, know anything about the unsung. Exact, uh, this yeah, puzzle yeah. box is the only way you would even be able to detect, to detect uh, it. They must. They, they. You don't think that they have some other means of detecting the unsung? Well, do you? If, uh, if, perhaps if, they just hunt for treasure. Sorry, Mirren. Oh, no, it's all, it's all good. I was gonna just say if if the if Gunk is the Earth Mother's champion yeah. why are you um, your fingers champion. out like that? Yeah, why, yeah, why are you bit. doing that with your hands I, <laughs> I only have one hand right now no my cap what um, happened to your other hand <laughs> I, got, I got taken and consumed by my fox sitting on my lap um <laughs> no uh maybe another god chose uh uh disgusting as this is the unwashed is their champ champion Okay, that kind of makes sense. But a really poor choice, though. I mean, I did, yeah. Whatever god that must be, must be like bottom of the barrel god, like the worst of the worst. Well, which is the worst god, Gun? I don't know. I don't really pay attention to the ones that aren't the Earth Mother. She is the only one that matters. Wait, wasn't there like well, a Sky Father? Didn't I call someone like the Sky Father at once too? I was like Earth Mother and Sky uh, Father. Yeah. Uh, there is a Malin and Maylor. Malin yeah, yeah. is the Earth Mother and her husband is Maylor. Yeah, Kunk doesn't use those terms though. No. He's no. not learned in that in that way. Well, we cannot allow them to get to the prize before us if that is where they're going. And so Bacho tightens the straps on his otter shield, pets the otter's head and says, be very quiet. If you give away our position, I'll be forced to bite off your head. I like to imagine that you're telling him to be very quiet as one of the leather straps is going through his mouth, gagging him. <laughs> so he can't really say anything. <laughs> All right. Continuing your journey, then. You get closer and closer to the fire serpent, and you see that it has shifted. The ground has shifted. Uh, you're still a ways away. It's several hours to reach it. Uh, Now you're only a couple hours away. You see that the rock is split. Before, where it was a solid formation, there is a long crack that travels through each layer 
from the base all the way to its head. And where the head used to be, it looked like an actual serpent's head, that sort of diamond shape. The head has fallen to the ground below. Bacho. Mm. As you're traveling, following along with the group, a geyser erupts next to you. Steam bursts through. You get these noxious fumes. It clouds your vision for a moment. And when your vision comes back, you find yourself in the caldera of a volcano with a literal fire serpent across from you. There is molten lava in between you. There are several large craggy stones just just close enough to jump between and you immediately know that it is your duty to slay this creature. Mm, Come to me. It's time to taste steel and brimstone, fire and death. Your words are met with an infernal roar echoes across it vibrates through your chest and the two of you begin charging forward to meet in the middle the rest of you see gunk begins see gunk bacho begins sprinting across uh, straight towards the serpent bacho stay back mirin i would not have your death at the hands of this beast no we're all coming it's not we're a pack. It's, yeah, it's we're a pack, and it's a big rock. Bacho is running so fast that Zaldrin, you're basically the only one that can keep up on Ven. Uh, you would think that Zaldrin has arms that she can swing down and throw other people that are fairly smaller up on Ven. All right, so the pack of you quicken your pace. Bacho still locked in his vision. The rest of you uh, riding on Ven, who is showing her displeasure with this territory. She's become a a bit more spoiled with the softer lands that you've traveled. The the ash and the snow are easier on her feet than this burning rock. But she is faithful as ever and has yet to let you down. You finally reach the base of the fire serpent. You see that these reaver parties are actually closing in on you as well. In fact, they might have been here first if you had not quickened the pace. Something about Bacho's vision, it urged you on with the speed that you needed. You see that the split in the rock goes all the way through the earth to reveal large stone doors, similar to those that you found in the canicles, identical to those that you found in the tomb of Thaddeus the Examiner, the dungeon crawl that launched this entire campaign where you found your puzzle box. You see that it's a not too difficult climb down. It would be something where you definitely can't take then. And you begin making preparations to go down. Bacho, at some point your vision begins to clear. Not entirely. You still are phasing back and forth but you're also aware of both you're aware that you are here at the base of the fire serpent in the fetid lands 
And you're also aware that you're in the middle of a Holmvik, a duel against a creature that could easily destroy you. As you begin to make preparations to crawl down toward this tomb, Penvro speaks out once more. I offer a warning. The door below is a trap. It holds nothing but death and disappointment. Is there nothing in this place that is worthwhile? You, the, 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 the puzzle box is shaking. There must be something of... Yonsang himself is here. Or put nothing behind doors closed like that. And Gunk, even as you say the puzzle box is shaking, the tone is still playing, and it's loud, and it's shaking much more violently than before. You're obviously at the right place or going the right direction. Penvro speaks one more time. Master Gunk, you already know the path you must take. And Gunk, you have a vision as well here. This is one that you've seen before. If you remember your dream that you had the night you gained that scar on your chest, the one that has the mark, uh, the bite of Desheb, your dream was that you solved the puzzle box and it opened to reveal a skaden inside. The skaden shot inside your throat and it choked you and you ended up dying from that. You feel that this is the same dream you know it innately, and yet it's reversed. You are inside the puzzle box, and you can see that the symbols are shifting around you. It is being opened. It begins to come apart. Side after side begins to fall away from this box until it's flat. Skaden over you, mouth agape. You jump you head right into the mouth of this beast and your vision fades and you're back here at the end of the fire at the bottom of the fire serpent looking up at where the head has fallen this that and the head's like no longer connected to the rest of it right yes now that you're looking up now that you're closer and looking specifically for it you can see that there is a hollow cave system where that head was connected so Gunk then will try to triangulate because if the head was disconnected from the rest of the body, which would have been like the rest of the cave system, right? Like he'll try to figure out like where that would have been attached to and see if he can find like where those, you know, you know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. As you're looking about, uh, you see the crack going all the way up through the crack. You can't see any way in there. You do start to see a pathway up a way to climb towards that spot, that opening where the head was. Uh, it would be okay, a so very difficult climb, at least a hundred feet. So he'll he'll turn to the others. I know where we need to go. Do we kill the reavers first or do we travel there now? How many like, reavers are there? Yeah. They have become dangerously close now. Uh, getting close enough that a loud enough yell uh, could reach them across these flatlands. Uh, there are at least uh, 17 of them that you can see in one group that's nearby. You know that there was a second group nearby as well, but you cannot see them now. Let's However, proceed forward. As you're Sorry. looking at that group... No, that's fine. 
you do see that one of them looks familiar to you. The pale fur that's been dyed brown with blood. I mean, I was going to vote for Vic killing them because I don't want scouts to go back, but the one we hate is right there now, too. We must have his heart before we end this day. I can hold them off, Gunk, if you want to proceed or die trying for the pack. We are a pack. Zaljunim is right. We do this together. Or not at all. Perhaps, perhaps we will gain many bodies for you to raise in our service then. And he definitely grins at that. Yes. We should very much like to raise that one under my command. <laughs> As he's kind of just like staring like darkly. Anyhow. What preparations would you like to make then as you're waiting? Uh, the ground you're at, there's some positions that are slightly more defendable than others, but overall it would be a mostly even fight. Uh, you can choose whether you want to have your back to the rock formation or if you'd like to have a opening so that you could take off with the horses. If there's uh, 17 there of them. specific? If, yeah, I was just going to say, if there's 17 of them, we'd probably want our back uh, to the... Uh, to the rocks and any place for some kind of, you know, if there's some rubble around from where the head separated. So we've got some kind of cover in case they start to use ranged attacks before they close the distance and anywhere. If there is that we can funnel them in at us so they can't, you know, hit us four at a time. Give me a scouting roll. All right. Let's Mirren, do it. Can we find a high place for you to? Yeah rain arrows down in also, the same vein if i can stand up high and start shooting at them before they get here because i've got a longbow my range is pretty good if you want to be high enough that they cannot reach you you'll have to start climbing this fire serpent and that will require a move roll you don't have to go all the way up you'll be able to find a ledge at some point uh, as long as you can find a way to climb there well more than one six uh, no we'll, we'll say it's binary here okay i got one six all right so you find a spot uh, close to the fire serpent. Uh, it's actually right where the edge uh, of the crack is. With that fissure in the earth now, there's a gap that it won't necessarily protect you from arrows or thrown objects, but it means that they won't be able to engage with you melee there. And for the most part, these rivers are going to have to face you head on. Mirren, how is your move roll? I have one six. Would it benefit me to push? Nope, we'll say it's binary as well. Uh, it's not an easy climb, especially because as soon as you start it, the earth lets out a tremor. Another aftershock, maybe, from the earthquake that caused this. It, it's enough that you almost lose your grip. Fortunately, you're not too high up yet. You're able to continue climbing. You get about 15 feet in the air where you have a ledge where you feel safe enough that you can move about uh, without risking your life uh, or your footing. Zaldrin, Gunk, is there anything you'd like to do to prepare? Uh, is there anybody that Gunk can transfer some willpower off of if someone has any excess uh, willpower? Zaldrin El Presidente. Gives her learned her lesson. I don't think she has I've got, enough. I've got seven, so if you want to take some of mine, you, know, no, no, no. you I'm can. I'm not taking any from Bacho. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking any from Bacho. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, it's up to you, Moza. Do you 
do you yeah, I, I have some but like magic if I have more you yeah, know more willpower I can turn them up better now when okay. we have time to prepare alright uh, I will cast uh, I will cast transfer then um, is there, how much do you want me to take uh, so for my unbreakable I need to have willpower to get myself back on my feet so I'd like to keep Three. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. So how much uh, are you so giving there? How, how, how Yeah. How, okay. Four. All right. Yeah. All right. Let me roll my. What's it called? <laughs> Your mishap. Yeah. Did you, get one? you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you oh, disable boy. one of our main fighters right <laughs> before this God. fight. Picture being taken. I literally said this. <laughs> I have the, the mishaps table up right here. Oh I'm no! Don't worry. I know exactly what it is. You're hungry. Hopefully. Oh, you're hungry? No, it's, not, it's not hard. It's not hard You're to sick. figure out. I'm just going to read it to you guys. Your magic writs open a rift to another dimension, and a demon <gasps> pulls you over to the other side. Time to make a new character. Your old character will come back as an NPC after D66 days, uh, but will be changed. I just rolled a 60. I just rolled a 66. A 66 oh on the oh final God. session. Hey, we've yep. got a, there's a, like a 10-bit or 100-bit uh, crit reroll, wasn't there? We did it for there Macho. Is. You can spend, and we've had a lot of bits tonight. You can spend 10 dice if you'd like to reroll. We have uh, plenty. I mean, we uh, just had to push your luck. You have five willpower in your character sheet right now. Just had to push your luck. I don't need seven. I need like I need like a full seven. stack. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll, fine. Yeah. I'll reroll since we're only half an hour in. Uh, I'll reroll. Um, let me try it again. Don't worry, I still have a chance to kill you anyways. That's better. Uh, well, the spell unleashes demonic visions. Actually, uh, no, wait, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? I don't Did even know if I need a roll your... for a magical <laughs> mishap. <laughs> you gotta roll that first. I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. I got so excited. I didn't even roll the actual thing to see if I have to do a mishap. I'm you have sorry. to roll the power dice first. I swear to God, I rolled a one, so it makes sense. So it actually, it, it, you yeah. You rolled a one. Oh I, I did roll a one, so I should. So, that, so all this has actually happened. It's not. It's not okay. all for naught. Uh, but I did roll another mishap. So my mishap is the spell unleashes demonic visions, which inflict one point of damage to, to wit. So maybe it looks. Maybe the vision is that I'm getting pulled through this portal, but in fact, it's just. <laughs> right. It's just a yeah. Al Pacino, Keanu Reeves uh, vision <laughs> moment, right? You're casting the spell, God. transferring willpower from Zaldrin, and. Zaldrin disappears. Your arm that was resting on her, you had the weight. You fall forward <laughs> into this void, into this abyss, a place where you've been transferred to before in visions. And you're falling right into the maw of another Skaden. The teeth close down on you, and you hit the ground in front of Zaldrin with a thud, <laughs> taking the wits damage. <laughs> and he looks up, kind of Kind of shaken, kind of a little, uh, a, a little concerned, uh, but then he quickly gets it back. What is wrong with you? Stand still. It is okay. Here, take my hand. Yeah. He grabs it, but you can tell like he squeezes a little bit too hard. You can tell it kind of, <laughs> it kind of shook him for a moment. Yeah. Okay. All is fun. Well, that was fun. We that was here. fun. All for. <laughs> I totally I was forgot. The I was. Yeah. That was all. Oh, I was going to cry if Gunk died before we right? even got to the big fight. I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Game wow. over. <laughs> wow. New character. That was funny. 
Oh, Mirren. That's when like, oh. Woford comes running up, I'm like, and I'll, play, I'll just play <laughs> Woford with you. Not without me, guys. Aldrin, I didn't want you to fight without me. I love you too much. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Remember me? Oh, no. Oh, no. Right. Mirren, from your vantage point, you see these Reavers moving in very quickly. They're uh, running at a very brisk march, uh, in unison almost. You can tell how disciplined they are. This is something that you've seen before, unfortunately, where they've also been chasing you. Cannot help but remember running through the woods, looking back over your shoulders, and seeing a group of reavers running with the same drive, with the same hunting instinct towards you. They're moving in fast, and as you remember before, you were not able to outrun them last time. So if you do not win this, you'll have a tough time outrunning again. As they close in, Kipser, you'll be the first to see this. The rest of you will see as uh, it gets closer or if you get a higher vantage point. Ornolf is at their lead. And you can see he looks the same, maybe a bit bigger, more muscular. But there is one prominent difference. He is covered in sores and open wounds, along with a very prominent scar on the side of his face, the same mark of Desheb that covers the, that is on the four of you. Uh, As he Mirren, gets close. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Mirren will do a few things for this. <clears throat> First, as soon as she realizes, she'll yell down to the rest of the party. Uh, he has the mark of Desheb, and he's definitely like really into Skaden now. Like, Ugh. like really into Skaden, like a gross way. Yuck his yum a little bit. This just like might Perhaps we will not eat his heart. No, I wouldn't recommend eating his heart, unfortunately. Uh, which means probably the rest of the pack is infected, just so you know. Careful what you eat. Waste of meat. Um, and then sort of she'll stand back up and she'll go <laughs> a little bit uncharacteristically stern. Um, Isla, I think it's time now. Um, the one that's killed you is coming and I can't run. I'm <laughs> back to the stone. So I guess this is it. Maybe I'll be with you today. I know I'm running out of time soon. Give me an empathy check. Uh, yeah, sure. What's the verdict, Max? <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> shortly when Max allows uh, some talking to happen. Yeah, sorry. Uh, he uh, yeah. uh, would. I have a six. Would pushing be beneficial in this? Oh no, we'll say it's binary. Okay, then I will not push. Well, hmm. I'm going to push anyway. Got two sixes. Okay. Uh, this is one of those times where you actually needed to fail the check. Uh, so with the success either way, you don't hear a response from Isla. That's okay. As Ornolf and his Reavers close in on you, they obviously spot you, and they begin to form up into a uh, loose shield wall. Ornolf is barking orders in a language you don't understand. They're not in battle formation yet, but they're ready for it. And they begin slowly advancing now that they are at the base of the fire serpent. 
in a broken language, Ornolf begins shouting, You have come to die. You picked the wrong day to sightsee. Bacho hikes his leg, urinates, then laughs with a growl. Come, you deceased fur bag and face steel. It's time for you to die. All right. I need to make a check for Ornolf now. I'd also like to take a pot shot at him. See if he's going to run away. Oh, Oh, crap. Is that (laughs) Pacho? We're out of here. That's it. Everyone run. Run. I mean, uh, slowly back the stories <laughs> of Bacho that must be traveling across this land. Mirren, it you can take the shot now. Uh, however, they are prepared for you, so it would technically be on your initiative. We would roll initiative. You wouldn't be able to get okay. like, the sneak attack there. Fair enough. Um, Ornolf pauses after you taunt him. Cocks his head a little bit. Have I not humiliated you before? You're a sad, old, broken thing. A hound that should no longer be hunting. You have to hide behind the shields of stronger wolves, coward. I lead an army because I am the strongest. And you will feel my strength. I laugh at your strength. The fleas on your pelt are stronger than you. With that, you hear him bark another order, and they begin to advance. Their shield wall closes in. Let's roll initiative, guys. Um, I already have you guys added to the order here. And I have the Reavers split into three groups uh, to make it a bit easier on us. And Ornolf is going to be moving by himself. Uh, Here, I'll just roll. Ornolf going first. I don't first. see an active encounter, so I couldn't roll for nope. myself. Neither do I. There nope. we go. Sorry. That work? Nope. Uh, you have to be on the table, not the map. That's why. Oh. Oh. Uh... All right. Ornolf is going first, then the Reavers, then Mirin, Bacho, Gunk, Zaldrin. Would you guys like to change order? Uh, Zaldrin can have... You, you can go before me. Switch it up. You All can right. take my six, and I'll take your seven. Okay. I'm going to be behind the two of you the whole time. So, makes sense. Yes. Yes. The Reavers are marching in unison, and I'm going to say this slows them down a bit. Ornolf is, they're going to have to take both of their actions to move together, all four of them marching. They're being funneled into a tighter line because you have the fire serpent on one side and the the crack in the earth on the other. Uh, you're at the point of a loose triangle here, and they are closing in on you. Uh, they're going to have to use all of their actions to move. So, Mirren, here, you would be able to go first. You'd be able to Thank get you. that shot off. I most certainly will. All right. There we go. Forgot to unmute. Uh, I have three sixes, um, and I am taking a damage... No, I'm not, because I've got a one on agility as well. So that'll be three sixes to one person. Uh, are you targeting just one of the Reavers or Ornolf himself? 
I'm going to target one of the other Reavers. Um, I'm okay. going to leave Ornoth for our close combatants because I am anticipating they would like to rip him apart. Fair enough. Uh, I, they have moved, so they do not get to dodge. I'm going to roll armor here. Uh, that is one six uh, to block. How much damage did you say? Three. One of them, uh, it pierces through uh, their thick leather armor. It goes right past the shield, right in an opening. You aimed perfectly. However, it's not a fatal blow. And the break in the formation closes up immediately. Such is the discipline of these Reavers. What else are you doing? Uh, she will then use her um, fast shooter talent to shoot again. All right. Same one, I assume? Uh, yes. And I get the same amount of dice because I did not push for some one. Uh, all right. That is... Ooh, that is a sad amount. Um, and then that is... That's fine. All right. So I'm going to push. I've got two ones, but they're just on my marksman skill. So that's fine. <laughs> Why did I do that? Uh -oh. So one six. <laughs> All right. uh, and I took three agility damage. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. And uh, what's your base damage on the bow? Um, my base damage is, two. yeah, I believe it's two. I always forget. But uh, two. Yes. All right, so you're doing a minimum of two. Um, I rolled one six for the armor. Mm -hmm. uh, I pushed because I've got so many audience bits. Thank you all, you're so generous. Why? Um, however, it still ended up only one six. So the arrow still punches through. You're still doing a bit of damage. However, the Reaver is still standing. Despite having two arrows in him, he's definitely lagging behind a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, the Reavers begin to uh, close up formation. He gets pulled into the second line. Someone else uh, moves up to take his place, but he looks as if he's still fighting. Okay. That is it for me. Bacho. They have uh, closed the gap. Uh, we'll say that they are near. Okay, they're near. Not an arm's length yet. Okay, so perfect. Um, then Bacho. Now, is Ornoff still at the front? He is right in the center, yes. Okay, so Bacho breathes in the stench of this flea-bagged hound. So I'll spend four willpower so I could track him for four days, or more importantly, add four dice to this attack, and then I charge Ornolf. You see a smile cross his face for a brief moment Ooh, before good. the battle fury good. takes him. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No ones on the attribute, so I'm going to push. Eight. Uh, nine successes, and it's three base damage for a total of 12. And I'll spend a willpower okay. point to bypass his armor. Uh, he gets a free parry for every attack. So we'll see how that goes first. All right. And I will go ahead and push that again. Hope I didn't even roll all the dice. I didn't, I didn't hear like as many dice in Steven's hands <laughs> as there were in Aaron's. In Aaron's? Yes, I yeah. noticed that as well. You take some Since I only have 10, I have to reroll some of them. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's fair. <laughs> well played. All right. That is six successes for me. Uh, how so many did you say? Twelve? Twelve. So six got through. All right. And it's a solid hit. Uh, he is still immortal. So you do a lot of damage. However, he's able to deflect most of it away from him. Uh, and I will spend my half a fast action fainting and taking his initiative. Because uh, your slow action was throwing the harpoon, right? No, I didn't. I didn't throw. I charged. Oh, him. charged him. Okay. And then you get the attack for charging. Yeah, my bad. Yep. My bad. All right. Uh, fainting. So you get to be first. Perfect. Just like a goat. He just keels over. <laughs> uh, Zaltern, you're up. Oh, goodness. Uh, so... I... Let's see. Is there anyone who looks like they are going to reach uh, either uh, Gunk or Mirren? If I don't step in their way. No one's going to reach Mirren anytime soon because she is on a ledge. However, everyone's going to reach the three of you. All right. Um, I will... See what I can do with the reaver group that started attacking us. I'm going to roll everything in here just so that it goes faster and I don't make any mistakes along the way. No worries. Um, and I, all right, that is four successes, five damage. All right. And again, they had to use all of their movement to get there. So I will just be rolling armor here. Uh, that is one success. However, even with that one success, you are still killing one of them. All right. So Go ahead she and describe just, it for me. She has got Gelnir out. And I, I would say that she maybe took a little, like she kind of helped to boost Mirren kind of up where she is. And so like she was just up a little bit. So this is like the one time that she gets to sort of like jump off something a little bit higher with her spear um, and just impale someone in this group. And with that extra reach, they're using shields and axes. They can't even reply. You hear a howl a unified howl between them as you strike first blood. But if anything, it seems to motivate them more. What else are you doing? You're going to be swinging around for the next one. So I'm going to hold my parry. All right. That brings us to gunk. These are all people. They are not monsters. Do you want to point out, by the way, that I don't actually roll wits when I cast spells, just so everybody knows. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> so you can take all the wits damage you want. Ouch. Yeah, I know, I can take... It has no impact whatsoever in my spellcasting. Uh, so, who really took the wits damage? Uh, let's see. Remind me, Steven. Uh, yes. The, we've faced Skaden-infected people before, creatures before. Did yes, my... Skull. Did my did and, and do my spells work against them? Like, do we consider these like living humanoids, or are we considering them the monsters worms or? themselves? Your spells don't work; they're monsters. However, it would definitely work against Ornolf himself. 
Okay. And like all of what about the others, like the in his other people and whatnot, right? The other people don't seem to be infected the same way. Okay. Uh, well, that, oh, okay, that makes this easier. And, and there's one at, sh at near range to me, right? Yes, there's a lot at near range for me right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will just go ahead. I will not move. Uh, Skunk doesn't need to. Uh, he's going to go ahead and he's going to pull from his uh, pack yet another one of the by now horribly decayed, nasty, severed hands that he took uh, from the bodies of uh, of the dead sailors uh, and that, that like peninsula glacier thing that we were on. Uh, and so he's going to take that out. And he is just because he thinks about just killing Ornoff, but he's not going to because he's not going to take that away from Bacho. So he just kind of holds it up. Hey, you. And then he just blows it in the direction of one of the one of Ornoff's people. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to cast Hand of Doom uh, as it travels through the air and like kind of becomes larger and gnarly and gross and scrapes away at the guy. Um, All right. And let me go ahead and mishap roll. 66. <laughs> I already rolled it. What are the chances of it happening again? <laughs> oh, no. There's a chance. It's, it's I, I mean, I don't think they're very good, especially when I'm rolling. OK, if you uh, roll it again, you're dead. Well, you, you'd be happy to know that I have learned that I only have to roll mishaps when I roll ones, not when I roll twos, <laughs> not twos, which I kind of screwed up. A couple times, but that's okay. Uh, as I didn't roll any ones, I only rolled twos this time, which means this goes Yay. off without a mishap. Uh, and they take five points of damage to strength. Yeah, you described how it uh, shoots out. Go ahead and describe how it kills them. Uh, I like to think that it comes raking through and like across their chest, blood splurts out, and they're kind of maybe stunned by it. And then it just reaches out, grabs him by the neck, squeezes until his head pops up and off. And then it, the hand fades. It does. And uh, if it's okay with you, Galt, I'm saying that these attacks are all going on the same group. Uh, yeah. So you are uh, breaking down one of these flanks. Uh, we'll, we'll say the, the flank that's closest to the fire serpent. Uh, it is about to collapse. There's only a couple of them left and one of them is very injured as well. You've already killed two of them. And I'll just call out. Anything else? I have, I have many more hands and your friends have now provided me more. You can run away now and keep your heads or I shall collect those as well in a moment. That's it. I love God. There is a slow faltering. However, the fear of their leader and the, the drive for blood has continued them moving forward. You have not broken them yet. Uh, that brings us to the Reavers. Uh, again, these Reavers have already moved, uh, so they're not going to get to go now. And that takes us back up to Bacho, who stole the feint. So Bacho uh, will, with his fast action this time, swing his blade to give himself a little extra damage. Not as good. One, two, three, four, five six seven eight and i i'm not gonna push it because it would break my sword i got All right, two ones on my so that would parry. be eight uh so it's a total of 12 though with my base damage because the extra one from the swing okay and i'm gonna push again using my audience dice 
Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. You're in trouble. Uh, that is nine. So he takes three. Doesn't it count counteract the successes with a parry, though? The armor counts away the base damage. The parry takes away ah, the success to hit, right. I believe. Yep, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So unfortunately, your yep. sword comes down and he deflects it. That's okay. I'm better at parrying than I am at attacking. So whenever he gets around to it, we'll see how he does. All right. Hey, uh, oh, man, Steven. that's the first time I've ever, ever blocked a bacho blow before. Uh, Steven, quick question. Sorry about this. Uh, yeah. Your other reaver groups, did they not attack or anything on their turns? Uh, I counted them as moving because uh, okay. they were moving in unison. Because there's like uh, A so, and B at the end. I thought they were like in range right. of me and Zaldrin. So, okay. I technically had them move on uh, the same move as C okay. uh, because I knew they wouldn't be attacking. They'd all be right. within range. I just want to make sure you had your opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Basho, that's it then? That's it. All right. Uh, so this Reaver group uh, is the one that you have hit the hardest here. Uh, two of them will be striking out at Zaldrin, we'll say, because you were closer to the front. Gunk was a bit behind you. That is one success for that guy. Two successes for that guy. So then I roll armor. Uh, and it's base damage too. So you're getting two hits. You can parry if you have a uh, action, which I believe you saved. Uh, one of the hits is going to do two damage. One of them is going to do three. And you can roll armor against both of those. Uh, so armor, first one is two successes. Second is two successes. Did you want to parry one of those with your oh, fast action? Sorry. Sorry. Yep. Mm, parry. Two successes. Okay, so with the parry, uh, we'll say that blocked the one that was doing three damage because it was base damage two plus one more success. So you completely avoided that blow. The other one got through to your armor, uh, and it did hit you. You are knocked back a little bit. The wind is pushed out of you, but your armor held true, and you have not taken damage. Because thankfully, I upgraded from leather to chainmail uh, before we came out here. So a little bit got better some... able to take those things. Did some badass shopping the night before. Uh, Mirren, you are up. With my sad amount of dice, I will uh, attempt to shoot again and uh, borrow an audience dice, if that's all right. Got it. Great. I'm going to shoot into the crowds. Uh, that is two sixes... I got a one, but... Oh, no, actually, that's a two. Um, mm -mm -mm. Do I push? Have I learned my lesson? I'm going to push. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> thought it was Gunk that took the wits damage. <laughs> <laughs> I got another six, um, and I got... Uh, my bow did take damage, but that's why I bought two bows. You're not breaking yourself, though? I'm not breaking. I didn't take agility right. uh, damage. I got some threes on my agility. So how many successes here? Three. Three. Okay. Uh, so it's going to attempt to dodge. Which uh, is not their best at. 
Nope. Didn't dodge. Uh, armor. Uh, one for armor. Uh, so the three damage is knocked down to two. However, the one that you already pelted with arrows, this one strikes true. Uh, it goes right past his shield, into his heart. He collapses and falls. Uh, this group C at the front here is uh, halfway gone. You, you've already taken out three of the six of them. Uh, and then I'm going to use the willpower that I just gained from pushing to shoot a second shot with Path of the Arrow, not Fast Shooter, uh, but the same. I knew the mechanics, I just got the name wrong. Um, that is three sixes on my first roll. I don't have to push. All right. Uh, again, he's going to attempt to dodge. Stop dodging. Take the take the bullets. <laughs> he the did dodge. Uh, it's harder for them to Good. dodge because they're you. still in shield. Let me kill you. Uh, did not... You pierced through his armor, too. Uh, how much damage was that? Three. Three. Uh, that, it goes through his armor. Uh, it, you actually avoid his armor, and it goes in right above into his neckline, and it pushes him back. And for most people, this would be a mortal wound. Maybe it's the battle fury. Maybe it's the strength inside him, the rage continuing. He continues pressing forward and swinging his axe. Almost nope. dead. You don't even have a name. Just lie down. You're wearing a red shirt. Stop it. All right. Those are your two actions? Yes. Well, that's All technically right. my one action. I still my fast action. It was a willpower, oh, okay. but it didn't cost me an action. Uh, so are you going to use the fast action? Nope. Okay. Ornolf. You're asking. He is going to swing at Bacho, who is hitting him so hard. Gets an axe attack here. Uh, so I'm going to be rolling 15 dice plus an artifact die. Is this what it feels like to be Bacha? Yeah. Uh, You've got a few more than I do. It doesn't matter when I roll like that. Uh, I'm going to push. Because that was zero successes on 15 dice plus an artifact die. No way. Who let Dan onto the stream? Dear God. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, I mean, so there's two successes at least. Uh, I still have five more to roll. As far as uh, I know. Three successes total. On 15 dice? On three 15 success. dice. And an three success die. on six dice. <laughs> I got six successes without pushing it, so I think that was on, on the parry. Yeah, on the parry. All right. Uh, so you block the axe attack. It comes right uh, easily uh, with your two-handed sword. You just knock it out of the air. However, he follows it up, bashing with the rim of his shield as his fast action. This one's going to be 14 dice on you. I'll uh, dodge. This is a different attack, so if you can... Okay. I don't oh, I've got multiple. I've got... Each attack. I, can, I, can, I can parry all day long, but... Yeah, yeah. Okay. It is a different attack. Cheese. Cheese and crepes. Sugar. I'm pushing again. Who let Melissa's mom onto the stream? <laughs> What's going on? Frank? What is going Frank? on here? What are you doing here? Don't you have a hurricane to prepare for? What's going on? Oh, man. Bacho dice, so but near I'm shaking rolls. here. <laughs> That's one success. Hey, Steven, uh, 14 dice twice. No. Are you success. sure you're rolling God. D6s? Are you sure you're not rolling something else? <laughs> well, you know, I got a bad roll. I got a bad roll myself. I only got four successes, but I'll I'll stick with what I got there. 
Oh man, that oh, is so man. disappointing. I, I was so excited for all these dice. <sighs> okay. Uh the heel bash comes in. Uh your your longsword blocks the, just... the axe coming at you. <laughs> uh he used it as a feint to swing his shield, but your deft reflexes pull them back. And with the pommel of your sword, you just slam that shield down and it just ineffectively goes towards the ground. Weak old flea bitten cur. <laughs> and with a rage, he throws himself at you, but he doesn't have any more actions. <laughs> Zaldrin, it's your turn. All right. Uh, she's swinging around her spear to the next person in this group. Uh, see if she can repeat the impale from the first one. Um, go ahead and take one of these just to make sure we're not letting this drag on for too long. Uh, let me make sure this artifact is rolling. <laughs> Probably. Uh, three, da three successes, four damage. You are muted if you are speaking. Just talking to myself anyways. Uh, Perry, <laughs> You're just nothing. cursing at all of your dice. You're like, <laughs> individually, you're just chastising okay. each of them for letting you down. <laughs> uh, oh, could you do this to me? <laughs> we talked about this ahead describe, of time. Describe yet another kill. Uh, so yeah, so she's, uh, she had impaled the other one. And so she has to kind of like with her foot kind of, you know, pull the spear out. Uh, sorry, we had some technical difficulties. Uh, Twitch servers are not cooperating. However, uh, I don't know where we cut off. So I'm just going to narrate the past couple actions there. Uh, Ornolf ineffectively uh, attacked Bacho with both his axe and his shield. Bacho with his uh, deft parrying and footwork was able to block both of those attacks. Zaldrin lunged out with her spear, avoiding the shields uh, of this wall that are lightly uh, locked together, uh, piercing through the heart of a reaver. Uh, he collapsed, and the uh, left flank of the shield wall is already beginning to collapse under the brutal attacks of the pack. And that brings us to Gunk. And there's still like technically one more like, like soldier or something. There are in this two flank. in this uh, group, but I'm going to say if you get it down to one, uh, the other one's going to break as well. So yeah, you have to kill five of the six basically. All right. I will, uh, I will look over at Bacho. I'll see if he's doing all right. Gunk knows I don't want to piss him off. He wants to. This is something he needs to do himself, Zoltrin. <laughs> do is, not interrupt him. <laughs> I thought about doing it. I really did think about it. And then I decided not to. One second. I need to go rip this guy's head off. And he'll pull a another frozen, severed, disgusting hand that's kind of been dripping. And they, th these are all our former uh, sailors, just so everybody knows. These are friendly hands. And so they want this to happen. They're getting their revenge right on on the reavers that have har harassed them in their former lives and he will hold it up uh and he will this one will not grow as big as i'm not going to burn as much willpower right off the bat and then i'm going to once more i'm going to whisper ah, rip this one's head off as well and he kind of blows the hand once more and i will roll for 
All right, I did get a six though, so that's gonna up my power level. This one's gonna be four points of damage this time. Four points, that's enough to kill one. Uh, go ahead and describe how you kill one and the rest of the flank just breaks up uh, from your attacks. So this one I think is going to kind of move almost like a snowflake wafting in the air a bit, not like a spear. And it's just going to land with a fright on the soldier's shoulder and then it's just going to take its gnarled bony, you know, bony fingers, which probably most of the the flesh is gone and just inject them into their neck, reach in and just pull whatever they can out. And so there's just an eruption in the side of the neck uh, as then the hand flops to the ground once more, uh, a a rancid old severed hand. It actually was five damage. Now I forgot about that. I forgot because I'm using yeah, cause a, the power level went up. Yeah. Uh, that one dies. There is a pile of reaver bodies here. Uh, the remaining member of that flank pulls back, uh, not necessarily running away, but definitely moving to the back lines. Other reavers are attempting to reshape their shield wall so that they're not left vulnerable. But you have taken out a third of these. And again, Gunk, that ripple through the earth is happening. Uh, and you would notice this most of all over the din and the clashing of battle, your puzzle box is getting louder and louder. Anything else on your turn? Uh, he will be mindful of it. He's getting very impatient and he will shout out, will you finish it already, Bacho? We have more important matters to attend to. Uh, and that'll be- Yes, my fur brother. All right. Uh, and these groups have not been injured, uh, so they're going to get three attacks each. Uh, I'm saying that not all six can attack because you guys have funneled them uh, into tight spaces. Uh, we're going to say... Uh, we'll say two on each of you. We'll see how this goes. Oh, there, I dropped a die. Uh, so we'll start with Bacho. Oh, there are the sixes. Uh, that's two successes. Uh, base damage of two, so it'll be three if it gets through. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Uh, the next attack, then. Pacho's uh, two-handed sword is just like a cage of steel <laughs> moving around his body. Uh, also two successes here, uh, as there is just a flurry of axes and shields clamoring to reach you uh no that's uh five successes okay uh and with the positioning that you chose they're probably hindering themselves more than anything uh as none of them can get a clean strike on you and none of them want to get in ornolf's way either zaldrin uh, we're gonna do you next uh okay now my sixes are gone the first one got nothing second one uh, two successes again. All right, same thing. I will try to parry first. That's three successes on the parry. All right, that's, that's enough. Uh, go ahead and describe how you're blocking it. Uh, so she's just being all kinds of fancy with the spear. So she mm -hmm. kind of spun it around and, you know, kind of went in kind of backhanded with the next one. And so she was in the middle of kind of spinning it back around to be able to do, you know, kind of a, a forehanded uh, strike next time it's her turn. And so in the middle of kind of that spinning is when they decided to attack and that just wasn't happening. 
yeah, you with your perfect balance and your spear whirling about over your head, no one can get close enough to you to actually do any damage. The one axe that looked like it could have hit uh, is blocked entirely away. There are two strikes coming at Gunk. Uh, one of them missed entirely. One of them got two successes. Okay. I'm going to dodge. Uh, and I'm going to... What kind of weapons are they using? Uh, axe. One-handed okay. axe. Slashing? Slashing, yes. All right, I'm going to dodge. Plus two. I'm, I'm going to take the minus two then to not go prone. Uh, so it's going to wash. And then I will... Uh, because I am kind of fleet-footed, I get a bonus as well. Uh, that is three successes on my dodge. That's enough to block it, or to dodge it entirely. The axe... Uh, is pushing past Zaldrin and Bacho. Uh, and with that limited movement, you're able to deftly uh, step back. Uh, and the, the blade gets within inches of you, uh, almost threatening those ripped abs. But again, you're completely safe. <laughs> the ground continues to shake and becomes even more violent the puzzle box hits the highest pitch that you have heard yet. And then a real earthquake hits. All of you are being thrown. I need a movement check from everyone. Kipser, I'm going to say it's minus one for you because you're on the ledge. Uh, and I'm going to be rolling for them as well. I got two sixes. Is more successes better, or does it matter? Uh, all you need is one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take an audience dice so that I have two dice. What happened to all your agility? <laughs> I got a six. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> got a six in the audience dice. Um, got a success. <laughs> took a damage to agility. Gunk is good. He got two successes. All right. So everyone succeeded here, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Two of the Reaver groups, there are only two left, actually. Uh, both of the Reaver groups, at least one of them uh, fell and broke the shield wall. It's now in disarray. Uh, I'm considering them to be prone. You're going to get uh, benefits if you attack them. Ornolf manages to keep his footing. However, rocks also begin falling from the sky. As you look back, the fire serpent begins to shake and move. The crack begins to break open, and like a serpent breaking free from its shell, you see a skaden breaking out of the top of this with a massive roar. I need fear checks from everyone. Uh, I'm going to be making a fear attack. You're going to be rolling wits, actually. That's how this works. Uh, Zaldrin has rank three fearless, immune to fear attacks. If that's what this perfect, yeah, that for. is what this is. Uh, I get two successes, so you need at least two successes to not take wits damage. Bacho was also fearless after his last uh, run in with fear. <laughs> Zaldrin taught him the Zen way of avoiding fear. <laughs> Mirren's gonna take an audience dice again before she rolls. <laughs> so, so is Gunk. <laughs> okay, got it. Here it is pushing. <laughs> like the thing Zaldrin so is just like, Bacho, close your eyes. <laughs> yes. It can't make oh you afraid. <laughs> you can't He's see like, it. He's like, This massive serpentine body is 
thrashing about the lower half of it still stuck in this rock you see that it has the mouth of the skate and the open circular maw with teeth conical rows it begins roaring at all of you even the reavers uh, are thrown off by this i'm sorry i forgot to make Ornolf's check uh oh he's fearless anyways uh the other reavers they begin <laughs> to falter uh one of the groups turns around. You've never known Reavers to run from battle, at least when they're not defeated. This is the first time you've seen Reavers ever run in fear. Uh, that group is entirely gone. But the mother of Skaden has entered the fight. It has no movement, it, but its reach is that of hundreds of feet. Uh, this is a creature the size of a small mountain. Hmm. Bacho, you're up. Well, Bacho doesn't care about the mother of Skaden right now. He's going to leave that to Gunk. He's got some business to finish. So with his fast action, he swings his two-handed sword up so he can get some momentum from the heavy blade and crashes it down on Arnold. Hey, I finally got an eight on my artifact dice. It's two, three... Four, five, six. I'm going to go ahead and push it. Nine, nine successes. So it would be 13 damage if he doesn't parry at all. Ooh. 16 dice for the parry and one success. Uh, oh my I'm going to roll armor. Uh, my now I'm gonna go ahead and spend a point of willpower to uh okay okay bypass that. I'm down to one willpower now, but uh, just go for it. Describe how you're killing Ornolf here as the mother of Skaden breaks free from its cage. So uh, he right so he brings the blade up and he reverse grips it right as Ornolf's mouth opens to growl at him, and he shoves the blade down his throat till the hilt splits his jawbone, and then he twists it. And and knocks his the top of his skull away from his body, and then just yanks the blade back out. Uh, give me a might roll while you're at it. Okay, hold on. Might. Uh, and I'm gonna say minus two here. Okay. Strength is four. Can I take an audience dice? Got it. I think you have plenty. Uh, four successes. All right. The final group of Reavers, upon seeing their leader, the strongest among, among them, the only one that was able to unify enough Reavers to create a massive fleet, be brought down along with this massive creature behind you, they turn and they begin to run away as well. It is the Skaden's turn. Uh, unless you had something else, Bacho. Uh, he's just, he's just, no. He's just crying a little bit on the inside. He's very happy with himself, but he's expecting to be swallowed whole here, so. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Devouring Attack is what I rolled. Uh, the beast attacks the adventure with the highest strength. Uh, that's going to either be Zaldrin or Bacho. What's your strength right now, both of you? Four. Four. Okay, so uh, excuse roll. me. I think you just <laughs> hello. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> deceptively ripped here. 
Uh, red for Bacho, blue for Zaldrin. It came up red, uh, so it's going for Bacho here. Okay, and this is going to be 10 base dice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As the, the mouth forms a massive shadow over you that grows and grows as its teeth begin uh, looming over you, attempting to swallow you. Do I get to attempt to dodge? Uh, you do get a dodge for this. However, I am... I'm sorry, it's a move roll. You need... If you fail a move roll, uh, you will okay. be hit. Okay, move. That's totally different. Three. Can I take an audience dice for this? Got it. Thanks. That was the day to use it. Uh, I'm going to push that. <laughs> I only got two sixes at the moment, so I'm going to push and see if I can get any better. Uh, three sixes and a point of agility damage. So I'm assuming that's probably not going to do it. Actually, it is. Uh, with, with the sixes, you're able to just barely avoid this creature. It slams down into the earth right above the, the crevice with the uh, stone doors. And it breaks that fissure open even more the ground beneath you is cracking and crumbling it threatens to fall out from under you but you've gotten away just enough that it was not able to hit you uh that is its turn so that brings us to mirin you are literally on the base of this creature right now it's swinging about it's so large that you uh can I absolutely see it but also failed my fear check, so I am running away, trying to climb down as quickly as I possibly can and getting away from this thing. All right, so fear check doesn't necessarily mean you run. It means you take wits damage, but you can definitely roleplay that if that's how you want to do it. I mean, she would uh, still try to get away from it. Sorry, yes, Fair I'll enough. take that wits yeah. damage. Um, so hmm. I want a movement check for you to try to get down from here. Okay, this is not going to go well. Here are my two dice. Uh, oh, I got a six. Yay. The odds were not in my favor, but I got it anyway. Uh, scrambling, uh, climbing, falling as much as anything, you manage to get down. You're scraped up. Uh, the rocks have torn at your clothing and at your weapons, but you get out with you get it down without any damage. That's that's not good. That's not good. Um, um, is that the unsung? Like, is that what God form unsung looks like? I don't like that. Um, and she's gonna run towards Bacho and Zaldrin, uh, the strongest people she knows. Sorry, Gunk. <laughs> A lot of shade being thrown around just, tonight. Just, just statistical strength yeah. of four. Just. That's cool. That's cool. I just a power of life and death of my command, but that's fine. You do like <laughs> human-sized dead things. You don't do skein-sized dead things. We're gonna Zaldrin, find out. You are up. This creature has slammed into the earth out. next to Bacho. It's definitely uh, within arm's length. Sorry, that was me. Um, yeah. Yes. Sorry. I am going to. Summon all the courage that I have and uh, see what I can do with my sword against this thing. Um, so I'll go ahead and take. Uh, no, I'll 
leave some audience stuff for a little bit. Um, oh, seriously. Oh, that's well, zero successes and two ones. Yeah. Are you pushing? That's problematic. Of course. That's on your push. strength. <laughs> I, mm hmm. Oh, I pushed and got zero successes and two <laughs> damage to strength. So she just like the, you know, 51 year old side of her is coming out and she was kind of feeling all that because she just was kind of dispatching with these reavers. I like, pretty quickly spinning the spear around and kind of doing all kinds of stuff. And she goes to like make a turn in the other direction to this thing and just like her back is like, yeah, no, you're 51. That's, that's, <laughs> not, uh, that's not how that works. Uh, are you going to activate your pride? Uh, my pride that I never lose my balance? The ground has been shaking all around you. I mean, if we can say that that is why that didn't work, I'm not going to say It's no. your call. You don't have to activate it. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, like you activate it once before the campaign's over. <laughs> um, I maybe, maybe the next time, but I, I don't... Okay, no worries, no worries. It doesn't quite fit. Uh, that brings us to Gunk. Okay. Um, how much does this mother of Skaden remind him of what he's seen in the vision, like the one where he was in the water? Exactly. Okay. Okay. And that one... Down to every last scratch and scar upon it. And that one, Gunk basically sensed great aggression and... You know, you know, from it, like it was just like this violent, feral thing, or did he sense like sentience or something from it? What would, what You've would you never say? felt sentience from any of these. Okay, so it's just this bestial, feral thing. Okay. If you sense anything, it's an endless hunger, a void inside of it that can never be filled. Okay. <sighs> All right. Gunkwell, stride forward, hair. Matted down by all the mud and gunk on him, but <laughs> his robes flowing in the wind, staff in one hand. He's got the puzzle box in the other. He'll kind of stand right in front of it, just looking up at it. Like as you know, he'll get he'll get as close to it as you'll allow me, and he'll just you kind can of get right next to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll he'll get right next to it, and he will reach out to it with his mind. And with his voice, I'm not actually doing anything. I'm just sort of talking myself up to something. Uh, and he will say, You foolish creature. You have been imprisoned this whole time. Not by us, but by powers beyond us. You seek to take your vengeance out on us. I pity you. You are but a creature in a cage. But unfortunately, I must kill you now. And then he's going to reach out and he's going to cast a spell. And you all are going to see uh, him just for a moment. He's going to flicker and look like Bacho. And this massive like Bacho claw comes out, but it's even bigger. And it rakes through uh, the, uh, the creature uh, as I'm going to cast a new spell. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to use, I'm going to buy a willpower and I'm also going to tap into breed of sorrow, uh, for my free use of the day. 
and here we go. So that's going to be a total four. Okay. All right. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, no, uh, no mishap. I got. It's going to kick up the power, the power level by two. I always, I always miss it. Damn it. Okay. So this giant claw, and I'm reflavoring it. It's supposed to be a bear's claw, but I'm reflavoring it as a bacho claw because yeah. that's the most terrifying thing there could be. <laughs> and it's massive, and it just rakes through it uh, for six points of damage. Uh, cannot be parried or dodged, but armor does have its normal effect. So if you want armor, go ahead and roll. I was going to bring that up. Uh, yeah. A creature of this size with skin as thick as it has has quite a bit of armor. However... Something about the centuries that it spent in this rock have softened its skin, perhaps all the steam and the warmth, and your claw slices through it like butter. There is no resistance. Nice. And, and However, honestly, Gunk is, is actually very sympathetic towards this creature. Like, it really is. Like, he actually feels like this poor creature has been in captain. It's just this, it's, it, you know, it's, 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 it's just a, it's just a animal and it's been trapped and it's just doing what its instinct is to do, but it's trying to kill us. So lay down before us and you shall join our pack. Continue to fight us and you will be destroyed. I hope you can understand me. You slice through a massive gouge. You don't get any recognition of your words or not. And this is still a very large creature. So a slice like that is not anywhere near fatal, but it is a solid hit and it continues to thrash and rage. Bacho, you're up. <sighs> Bacho's a little tired. He glances down at Ornoff's corpse for a second, thinking, this was supposed to be the hardest part of my day. <laughs> and then he takes his two-handed sword up and swings it again, striking. But before he does, he fills his nostrils with the scent of this, this trapped creature, this horrible worm-like smell. Unfortunately, he only has two willpower left, but I'm going to spend both of it. So I can track it for two days, or more importantly, get two extra dice here. And I will swing. Not bad. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to push it. And I can tell you guys right now, too, this creature is so large that it cannot dodge or parry. Uh, if you get a success on the hit, you are going to do the damage. I got a total of 10, but I broke my two-handed sword, so I'll be drawing my long sword next round. Uh, 10, so a total of uh, 14. You follow where Gunk scratched it, where you scratched it. And you just follow up on that same movement and you slice through a massive slice that actually begins to 
rip off the head of this creature, at least the mouth of this creature. Uh, it begins hanging limply, uh, barely connected at this point. The creature's still thriving. It's still attempting to attack and bite, but it, it's very injured. Anything else, Bacho? Uh, well, uh, that was uh, Bacho drops his broken two-handed sword, um, and I already took my fast action, so nope, that's it. Okay. It rises up out of the ground in all of its glory, its massive weight, and lets out this annihilating storm of fire. No, it's just scalding air, the same air that you... Uh, Zaldrin, you've always seen the geysers pouring out of the structure before. That mm -hmm. same hot steam. All adventurers within short range are targeted by this attack. It's 12 base dice. Uh, that is three successes here. Um, dodge? You are allowed to dodge this, yes. Okay. Okay. Um... Ooh, I'm gonna push that. Melissa, I'm taking an audience dice for this. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. Oh dear. I am pushing. I uh, got three successes, but I took one point of damage. Oh no. Oh gosh. One damage to agility, no successes. Four successes for Gunk, but he took an agility damage as well. <laughs> so, uh, Mirren breaks herself again. <laughs> Uh, did you succeed on the dodge at least? No. Okay. But, but I do now have level two uh, Path of the Beast, which means uh, my fox uh, sort of pops his head out of my backpack where he'd been saving himself and being secure uh, and kind of like wraps himself around me and some of that sort of warmth transfers to me and somehow uh, it costs... Uh, essentially functions the same way that um, Zaldrin's Unbreakable, Unbreakable works, uh, where I have three willpower, so I'm going to bump my agility back up to three. Nice. And, and not because you broke yourself, you don't take the critical here. Um, however, those of you that failed take one strength damage here, okay. and this steam is so hot that it ignites your clothing that you're wearing. You are now burning. Uh, you will suffer fire damage every turn until you take a movement action to put it out. Uh, it's not going to be a check or anything. You just need to spend an action to put it out. And that is its turn. Uh, so, Mirren, you are up, and I believe you're on fire right now. I would like to not be on fire, so I'm going to use my move action to put myself out. All right. Oh, God, that's uh, hot. That's hot. <laughs> the... Fox that wrapped around you as well probably does a little bit of a stop, drop, and roll to help put out some flames. So, fun fact, um, I've rolled two ones and a four, which means I don't want to push it because I'm going to end up breaking myself again. <laughs> was this for failed. an attack? No, no, this was just the move. Oh, it doesn't... I, I'm I don't sorry, I said you don't need to check for the move. Sorry. Uh, so it counts that. as like your fast action is what I was trying to say. Sorry. Ah, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so what are you um, doing with your slow action? Then with my slow action, I'm going to drop the bow that I've kind of damaged a little bit 
climbing around the cliff to pull out my uh, second brand new bow that is undamaged, and I'm going to aim where Bacho and Gunk have been hitting it and uh, see if I can't get in there as well. You get a success, you're doing damage. And Zaldrin, you're on deck. Uh, so that is two, three, four, four successes. Uh, there's a one here and here, so I'm not going to push it. Uh, so four successes as uh, aiming directly where I might start be able to see some of the soft muscle muscle tissue and just letting it fly in. All right, with your four action. successes and base damage of two, that is five damage going at it. Uh, and your aim is true. Uh, it let out this massive burst of steam, but like I said, the mouth is kind of hanging lopsided, and it paused for a moment as that steam was coming out uh, to regain its strength. You put out the flames, your arrow strikes right into that wound. Zaldrin, okay. you're up. Gunk, okay. you're on deck. Zaldrin is going to, because uh, I've been failing everything, uh, back up with some willpower. Uh, so Zaldrin is going to spend three willpower to activate rank three Path of Fate. Yes. So basically, um, so Zaldrin kind of enters a trance that causes her to see the world in slow motion, which at the moment, because she failed that move, means that she sees the flames around her in slow motion. So the first thing she is going to do um, with kind of these bonus actions that she gets um, is going to be to move around and roll around. Um, do I actually have to pass a move? No, you don't need to make a check. It just that? counts as a fast action. Okay, so I'm going to do that to roll around. Um and then I am going to let me spend the willpower so I don't forget. Then I am going to attack this thing for the first time. Take an audience, which will put us to 15, because I'm doing this with one strength, so that's not so great. Uh, I'm going to push that. Three successes, four damage. four damage. That's a nice, solid hit. The creature is reared up at this point, so you rush forward... Uh, just able to uh, swing out as it uh, lowers itself for another attack. And Gelnir just slices right through you, pierce right through the soft skin. And in a fit of pain or rage, it pulls back and it almost uh, makes the wound worse as it kind of slices your spear through it. You keep your grip and pull out. This blood falls to the ground in front of you. Anything right. else you're doing? Uh, I'm you have another action, hold... right? Yeah, I'm going to hold on to that one in case I need okay. it uh, after Gunk goes. Did you not get caught Gunk, on fire? Yeah. She spent her the... fast action on that, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I had to do the move thing. Okay. Uh, well, Gunk will no use his... Yeah, well, Gunk, Gunk will use his fast action to 
shed himself of the clothes. <laughs> Drop him so he's <laughs> so the fire falls to the ground. And then he is relatively tapped on magical resources. Uh, and so you see him just kind of shake his head. He's kind of exhausted. And he will look at where we've been just sort of hammering away at this wound. And he will take the staff that he took, uh, I don't know, months ago at this point. It's got that little kind of green crystal on the end. And he will he will kind of flip it around in his hand. And he will feel very, um, it's almost kind of beneath him to do this at this point. Uh, to like, to not just cast magic. Like to actually do something so, like it's been so long. But then... Like he gets these, like he gets this thought in his head, like no, it is grounding me. The Earth Mother is with me, and he will reach back and he will try to just just jam it right into the hole. So he'll just make a melee attack. Uh, it's better than burning audience dice to get willpower uh, for more casting. You're not going to have them after this session. Got to burn through them. Uh, it sounds like other people might need them more than me right now, and. Oh, you mean the people that are like breaking it's themselves? Five, Those people? It's five to get a willpower. Uh, yeah, we have so, 15 left. So, yeah, so I feel like to play with. five you to get willpower. In this case, if you want, I'll let you spend all 15 and get three willpower on this attack. If you want to cast a spell, you know, I'll make no, this one time no. exception for the end of the campaign if you want to just waste those dice. <laughs> I, Steven, I love you. Auctioneered. But I also know not to trust you. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, I think I'm just going to, and honestly, I haven't taken any strength damage, so I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, what's, what's everyone's strength at right now, by the way? I'm just kind of curious. is still at four. <laughs> Bacho hasn't <laughs> taken any strength damage yet. Okay. Not, nobody's hit Bacho yet. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I will take a audience dice for, rub extra, it in, Bacho. for an extra I got a parry on you. I'm happy for that. I'm taking what got I it. can get. All right. <laughs> Who needs magic when you can roll that many sixes? Uh, so I have these dice that have like for the six are like uh, are like little cobras. So I got two of those and I got a regular six. So that's three sixes. I'm not going to push uh, because I don't want to take any strength damage. So I'm just going to keep those three sixes. So that's base uh, damage one, right? For the staff? base damage one plus two more. So three total. All right. Three damage. Uh, but, but the, it's the staff. It's the special staff. You know, it's got that yeah, narrative and, bonus. It, it has that narrative bonus. Uh, it's come full circle. Uh, you know what? I'll give you one extra damage for the narrative bonus. It's not going to make a difference. Uh, <laughs> you are hammering That's... away at this creature, and it's still... It's the size of a mountain. You're, you're causing wounds, but to kill this thing is a monumental task. You might be there, but it's still a bit away. Anything else, Gunk? Uh... Gunk will shout up to it. Oh my god. Because he's not getting in the sense that it's like listening to anything he's saying. And he says, he just calls down, Come! Down here, face to face! Uh, as he's trying to like get it, motioning it down to him. This is I too mean, high. do you think we need to go in the mouth? That's why I'm trying to get it to come down. I can't, it's moving too much. Okay. So we have to go up there? I mean, you guys don't have to. I did not see you hole in the vision going into its mouth. Just me. So it's kind of up to you at that point. As well, you say that to come down here. Throw you? As you tell it to come down here, you actually see it 
pull away from you at first until you realize why it's rising into the sky blocking all the light and ready to just throw itself at the four of you but before it does that bacho gets an action so bacho growls down at uh, at gunk wait till i kill it and then you can crawl down its throat his f- back of the fur ruffles up and with his fast action he draws his trusty long sword out and he will swing at the gut of this thing as it rises up Five, six, seven. Um, so nine in total. I'm not going to push it because it would break my longsword now and I would be left with nothing. You slice across uh, the the gut, like you said. Uh, it's this massive worm, but it's the, the closest, fleshiest part to you. Blood sprays out. You do a massive wound, but it's still rising up to fall. Do you have anything else with your fast action? You said no? No, I had, I had to draw my okay. longsword with my fast action. Uh, it rises into the sky, and then it just lets its body fall onto all four of you attempting to crush you. Everyone needs to m- roll for a move to get out of the way. This does not count as an action. Um, everyone within near range is thrown to the ground. That's all of you. Anyone who fails their move is also hit by an attack. Can I take one audience dice for this? Because my agility is hurting. Yeah, I'm going to take an audience as well. Me three. Is it coming down with its like mouth open? Like it's, it's body slamming. It's, us, or it's, just body, it's body slamming. Okay. Yeah. Right. I got two sixes. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> I'm going to push two sixes. Failed. All right. So those of you that uh, succeeded got out of the way. Gunk, did you pass or fail? Yeah, I got two sixes. All right, so this is on Zaldrin then. You're the only one taking this hit. Uh, I rolled five successes here. Uh, You can use armor on this, but it's going to be five damage to strength. You know what? I'd almost rather just break because I'm down to one strength. So breaking and spending the four to get back to full actually helps me with my next roll. So I'm just going to take it. You do need to roll a critical injury here, though, to even with your unbreakable. Uh, and this is going to be blunt. Uh, well, it uh, should be in the roll tables, critical uh, injuries. If you want, I can roll it for you. Oh, no, that's fine. Critical or injuries. You said blunt? Yes. Oh, 13. You're oh, good. not bad. So uh, you knocked the wind out of me. Fortunately I, for you, this you were able to get just out of the way that it didn't crush you between it and the earth. It still hits you hard. You get slammed away. You go flying several feet. The wind is knocked out of you. You would be broken, but you're an orc and you're tougher than most. You're able to pop back up. Lucky roll there. All right, Mirren, you're up. This thing's very injured. Uh, Is... Uh, so from where it is right now, because it just body slammed us, where is the mouth from? Like, is it closer to us now, or is it still way up? Uh, it'll be on the ground. We can even say it's coiled towards you, so you can see it easily. Okay, um, and Mirren is just going to start taking a run towards the mouth. Okay. Uh, 
are you going to try and do something with your slow action? Um, actually, I do have a uh, level two of fast shooter, which means I can run and shoot at the same time. Uh, rank two, you can shoot with a ranged weapon and run at the same time. Uh, so I, I'll still take a shot at it. Why not? Are we, um... Oh, I'll take an audience dice as well, just because we should use those. Uh... So, and I'm going to push. Um, all right. So that is two successes. Two successes. Uh, and base damage of two means three damage. You, your arrow flies deep inside it. You assume that it's doing some damage, but you can't see exactly how much it does because it goes into that void. Uh, and with your fast action, uh, we set it coil towards you. I'm going to say that you can get right up to the mouth. Uh, you can run up there. Okay, in the mouth. Here we go. And uh, she'll climb in. All right. Mirren has chosen to be eaten by the mother of Skaden. <laughs> Zaldrin, you're up. You see your friend climbing into the mouth of this creature. It's very wounded. Zaldrin have the whole cool thing where you can uh, <laughs> run an attack at the same time. So Zaldrin is just going to uh, attack. Sorry, I just lost my sheet. Alright, so she is back up with strength, so she is going to uh, swing at this thing again with Elnir. Uh, I will take one audience, which will put us to ten. Uh... I keep losing my connection to Hungry. I can roll for you if you'd like. No, you can. Oh, I got it. Three successes, right. four damage. You gonna push? Uh, uh, yes. Six successes, seven damage. Nice. And one damage to strength, but you know, I'm full up again. One to strength. Uh, taking that into count. Why don't you describe how you kill the mother of Skaden? Yes. Oh, gosh. Uh, so Zaldrin sort yes. of had that thing that orcs do where they like, you know, kind of get, you know, very, very close to going down. And then she just sort of gets back up and kind of lets out kind of a growl, kind of picks the spear back up again. And she sees that, you know, Mirren is kind of running toward the mouth and kind of imagines that other is going to follow and she just puts the spear in front of her and just sort of puts all of her weight into running straight forward um, and just goes just full speed kind of right into kind of whatever fleshy part of this thing that she can run herself into and the wound is so grievous that it the creature shudders violently begins thrashing about uh, taking you with it uh knocking both of you about because Mirren's inside it. But then finally, with a massive thud and quake that threatens to knock even Bacho and Gunk off their feet, the creature falls lifeless to the earth. Cloud of dust begins to settle. Bacho and Gunk, you see through it. You see Zaldrin standing triumphant in the mouth of this creature where she has destroyed it. 
she just sort of is, has her spear to her side that she's just sort of resting on. Soldier, we will follow you when you go back to take Orokoa because obviously none other should lead the orcs but you. Oh, that stupid politics. There's no gunk. We're here for other reasons, yes? Uh, and yeah, so Gunk is Gunk looks at Zaljan. Pacho is right, but then he rushes and he wants to check on Mirren. Mirren sure from right. inside the worm is muffled, and you hear, "Yay, Zaldrin, <laughs> you'll do so well." Are you are you okay, Mirren? Zaldrin's uh, Gilnir got really close to me, but yeah, I'm still here. We're supposed to go in, right? That's I, what you I said? mean, I really I. I, I said in. I didn't really see you guys going in, okay, and I think it was kind of metaphoric. Now. Okay, I'll, I'll come in, in too. Okay, Gunk will go in. Gunk will go inside, and he will try to. Okay, As I'm, you I'm climb coming, in, Gunk, I'm coming. Yeah, you've had this puzzle box in your hand the whole time, I believe, according yeah. to your description. Sure. Uh, you jump in, you climb in, and the box begins rotating uh, and twisting. Uh, the the pieces of the cube are shaking about. It doesn't appear to be finding a solution, but as you get further and further, you notice ever so slightly that it's rotating faster. It, it starts slow, uh, and then as you take more steps in, you can just tell it slightly faster with each step. So I will, I will shout out, something is happening. And we must find its heart. And so Gunk will kind of continue pushing in, see if it can find, like, go down, like, the assault, whatever he has to do, like, crawl. Will turn on her lantern and, and keep going also because she's in front of Gunk. And he's... As you... Bacho, are you going too, I assume? Yeah, yeah. Bacho would follow Gunk. The four of you begin delving into the heart, the stomach of this creature, where you would think organs and... Mm -hmm acid, stomach acid, liquids of some sort, but it's actually dry in here. Uh, the the same soft skin on the outside is what runs through the inside. Its esophagus doesn't actually tighten. Uh, it doesn't compress. It doesn't appear as if there are any internal organs at all. You continue moving through, and it's just empty void. You have a bit of light from Mirren. It doesn't shine all the way through. Your journey at first, it climbs as you have to get up over the rock. It's not a difficult climb. Uh, the skin is soft enough and has enough scales and like wrinkles and uh, folds in it that you can use it almost as a ladder going up. Gunk, again, this puzzle box begins moving faster and faster until eventually it's actually too hard to hold because it's rotating so quickly you can't grip it without it pushing out of your hand uh so you find like a sack or you know something to hold it uh securely still but you can't hold it in your hand anymore and as you continue traveling uh the the creature begins to flatten out and then you find yourself in a spiral going down and you feel lighter and lighter as you move not just like gravity being lighter although that is true there's a bit of a spring to your step every stride feels a bit longer you also begin to lose a sense of yourself in some way uh your burdens are being taken away your identity 
is being taken away. I need empathy checks from everyone. <laughs> oh. Just straight empathy? empathy. Straight empathy. <laughs> and this is binary. You need one success. Okay. Uh, I'll push that. Two successes. There's still audience dice, Aaron. Roll I'll an take, audience dice. I'll take one audience dice. I I'll, okay. I don't need it. I'll take an audience <laughs> dice. You get to push the audience die too, Aaron. I have success. Everyone succeeded except Aaron, it looks like. Yeah, Gun got one. All right. Bacho. It's not troubling by any means. If anything, you're feeling like you're back at the feasting hall with those wolfkin that have been so welcoming. The They're the only ones that can match your physicality, your prowess. They are warriors that you know you can list countless deeds that they've achieved and you're sitting there feasting with them with no worries at all the rest of you are walking you don't even necessarily notice that bacho is gone he's walking with you but his mind has drifted somewhere else you continue on and eventually you find a barrier of sorts it's not what you would expect. It's not anything organic. It's thin layers of fabric that block the entirety of this tunnel from ceiling to floor, wall to wall. It appears that the fabric was once strong, dense, expertly woven and colorfully dyed, but now it's been worn by time. It's rotting. It's splitting. The colors have faded. It's become so thin in places that you can see through its veil behind which Gunk, you would be most familiar with this, but the rest of you see it too. Bacho, you're probably not paying too much attention at this point. You see, Behind the veil, you see the abyss. A place that's so infinitely vast that your mind has trouble even comprehending it. It's empty of light, empty of life. It's a place to be feared, and yet it's also a place of hope. There's a strange comfort to be found in the nothingness. Your past sins, your present burdens, they have no meaning and they can take no toll upon you. You find yourselves simultaneously repulsed, yet drawn to this veil. As you look at it closer, you see the center of this veil has folds and bends and drapes. And it drapes itself into the shape of a shrouded figure. Very similar to what you saw in those canticles. A thin hood and cloak rest upon an empty crown and shoulders. There is no being actually in this shape. The puzzle box begins twisting so violently now, Gunk, that it even throws itself out of the, the sack or the fabric that you had holding it. You lose your grip. It falls to the floor in front of you and begins bouncing about solving itself and bacho with this violence it actually pulls you back to the present and you feel upset about it you were happy where you were and now you're in this tunnel of nothingness but the box begins twisting and shaking until it clicks it's a click that you feel as much as here and it begins to unfold bit by bit not one entire side but each symbol pulls away uh, into dozens and dozens of tiny little squares that begin pulling back, pulling back, and then flattening. 
and in the center of this box, you see a massive clot of black blood. And you hear Penvro one more time. It appears that we have found what is left of the unsung. His power has waned. Perhaps he made an attempt to make amends for his sins and his ambition. He has used what is left of him to hold back the avoid, the void, to hold back Desheb. And as you hear the word Desheb, all four of you, uh, I need uh, strength tests here. This is also binary. You need one. That's yes, I like it. Yeah, I'm taking yeah, two successes. <laughs> Got one on a push. I am pushing. So one success. One success. You have a pain so violent, so burning that it threatens to throw you to your knees. All four of you are so deep into this you are so close to the end that you're able to push it back to fight through the pain to maintain consciousness despite your vision blurring you look down at the source of the pain except for Mira, and you can't because it's on the back of your neck each of you it's where the mark of desheb is Mirin, you feel the back of your neck and you don't feel anything your hand goes through there's a hole there the rest of you looking you see that each mark has opened up and it is a small portal into the void, the same abyss that lies on the other side of the veil. Once more, you hear Penvro. Master Gunk, it appears that that choice has come to you faster than you wished. Both the Unsung and Desheb wish to have the blood back. What will you all choose? Uh, Gunk will look at everyone and he will say, We know something. The horrors of the Sheb. The unsung is a curious mystery. One that I, well, would like to learn more about. If this is the choice, that is what I would say. But I would not make this alone. We are a pack. We make it together. Gunk, this is your world. I fight with steel. You fight with magic. I will follow your path. I, uh, I vote for the one that doesn't make a giant hole in my neck. Uh, and yeah, the unsung hasn't done that yet. Like Bacho, I do not understand the things that you do. I do things like that with this. And she points to her spear. I will do as you suggest. Hmm. Well, Penvro, the choice has been made. Then assume your mantle. And as you look at the shroud, the empty shoulders, the empty hood lower themselves to be gunk-sized. The biggest and most evil grin 
comes over Gunk's, <laughs> Gunk's face. <laughs> and he will step within the shroud at that point. You turn around and you back into it, uh, holding this clot of blood, gripping it tightly. The veil is immediately strengthened. You find that its colors begin spreading, uh, not with purpose, but idly. You become a splendor among these shadows, a bright blot upon this gloomy scene, a spirit that will strive for eternity. The rest of you see Gunk fold in. The, the veil strengthens, and Gunk becomes a part of it. He has become one with this weave, with this magic, with the skeins of fate in front of you. Gunk, as you know him, is no more. I guess the unsung is someone we knew all along. Bacho looks out a howl. He's like, I will not leave this spot. Take what you want that was mine. I will guard this veil until old age or some other beast takes me. But before that can be accomplished, the voids in your scars, they begin to fill. Not with the flesh like before, but with the vengeance of Desheb. The worms of Skaden begin pouring out of these voids in such force as strong as the currents of the ocean and as violent as the tides crashing upon the rocks, they begin spreading out and swarming you. I need all of you to make movement checks. And Gunk, if you wish, I need a spell check power level four. Does not cost willpower. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'm going to take an audience dice if that's okay. I'm going to take an audience dice if that's okay. I'm also going to take one which is going to put us down to five. Threes okay. and fours, no power increase, no, no mishap. Oh dear. That's... One six. Do we need more than one, or is one? No, enough? it's binary. Okay. Uh, Kipser, how'd you do? Uh, that is a good old fail. I bro- fail. I am not broken, but I have one agility left, and I failed. Zaldrin oh, and no. Bacho, they're still pouring out of you. You're you're pushing them away, swiping them off of you, stepping back. You're able to avoid most of them, but they're still coming out. Mirren, on the other hand, is swarmed by them. They begin to cover her, and she begins to lose her footing, her air supply. This mound continues pouring out of her, her neck. And Gunk, describe how Gunk would be closing these portals and speaking to his companions one last time. He might not look exactly like uh, you. You remember him, uh, but nonetheless, there is there is a part of Gunk uh, that is uh, that is still there as the ground or whatever we're in kind of shakes a little bit, and you see the portals kind of fill and fill and fill with this brown, earthy, very cloggy very dirty mud and it just begins to cake and cake and cake and it smells rancid but it is as as pure a form of gunk as there has ever been and that is what he's using to to plug up the portals 
the the worms begin to slow as that gunk fills until it reaches skin level and then those scars those of you who can see them begin to fade as that gunk literally becomes part of your flesh now Mirin, thankfully with that portal closed these worms begin to dissipate a little bit you're able to climb up grab your footing shake the rest of them off you these worms are all still here they're still scurrying about but without that uh, continuous flow you're able to get away and get them off you you feel back and you feel flesh but also mud with a strange smell and the rest of you know this is the last act that gunk will ever be able to do for you And that's where we're going to end the campaign. Let's go ahead and uh, we'll go around a little bit and we'll say what we think our player, our characters would be doing in the future. Uh, and let's go ahead and start with uh, Bacho. You said you were going to stay here. You've gotten yeah. this final act from Gunk. Has it changed your mind? No, Bacho would would stay here guarding the veil in the, in the hopes that his brother would someday return from the veil. He doesn't understand this. Uh, he would probably build some sort of homestead here at the foot um, of this of this cliff. Maybe if orcs or wolfkin wanted to train, he would train them, but he would never be out of sight of where Gunk fell in the hopes that his brother would return. As you have your homestead there over the months or years or so, the ash continues to fall. Uh, a little less lazily here with the massive creature blocking most of the fumes and the vents. And over time, you begin to see a layer of rock forming over this creature once more as there's still a heat from inside it, a warmth that bakes that ash into a solid surface. And, you know, given enough centuries, it will be known as the serpent once more. But until Bacho dies, he will spend time every day knocking the ash off of this worm so that if he wants to go back inside to visit the veil, which he does on a regular basis, he can. So until his dying day, he will not let the rocks form on the worm. Mirin, what does your life look like? So... Mirin wants to uh, do a few things. She wants to make sure her friends succeed. She knows that Bacho is going to stay here. So she would not stop adventuring. She would bring him Reavers, Wolfkin, Orc. Uh, maybe one eventually is someone who will start a, uh, a Templar of sorts for Gunk with Bacho so that they can continue it throughout the generations. Um, she would see Zaldrin as the head of the Orcs if Zaldrin can be swayed that way uh, and would do her utmost to poison the competition discreetly so his Aldra doesn't get mad because that's against the orc <laughs> rules. <laughs> would you ever make a pilgrimage up to the mother and father? And in she the, would take a pilgrimage to up to mother and father um, to uh, give what she can to help Isla. But, and she'll rotate around the savage seas for years and years and years. She doesn't stop 
but eventually she stops coming and you don't really know what ever happened to her, but she knows that she was able to keep um, the darkness that follows her away from uh, Orr's rest from her home. She never went back. And while the adventure, the pilgrimage to the mother and father is too much detail for us to go into now here in a recap, it would have been successful and you would have been able to finally put Isla's spirit to rest. Your own guilt, that's up to you. Would never have gone back to Orr's rest. Zaldrin, what would your life look like after this? So Zaldrin hates politics and really never had any interest in really going back to Horikoa. Um, but given what happened with Gunk, given Bacho's insistence on his vigil, Zaldrin will sigh and reluctantly will uh, go back to take the mantle of leadership within Orokoa, hoping that um, in this position she can provide some protection to Mirin on her adventures, keep an eye on Bacho, um, and keep an eye on the general goings-on around the Vale. And while you would have to fight your old mentor Charga for the position, I think it's safe to say that Zaldrin would win that duel with everything that she's learned here. How would you rule? Would you rule with a firm hand? Would you be a revolutionary? Would you try to change things? I would say that she would... So she had um, very much admired Ron um, in their earlier days, um, which was really quite the disappointment. So she tries to rule the way she thinks younger Ron would have before he very clearly became kind of like capitalistic and greedy. So that's sort of her kind of guiding light in the way that she leads. Um, definitely not capitalistic um, and not kind of weak in the way that Charga had become. I think it's also fair to say that you would go down in the history books uh, as one of Oracoa's greatest and most uh, feared rulers as well. Gunk, you have lost your mortality, ascended to immortality. The secrets of the universe are being revealed to you, and you've learned not just that you've given the power of Desheb to the unsung, but you are the unsung now. You have melded with whatever little power he had left that had dwindled over the millennia, and he became a bridge, basically, for you to absorb and to use the blood of Desheb. How would you use your power to affect the world, or would you disappear for your own machinations? Would you not even worry about mortals anymore? I think Gunk would still worry somewhat about the, the mortals. He would not be a, um, a very present um, god. He would be very... He would come and go. Uh, he would provide tools, but not guidance. And he would like kind of return every so often 
to the veil. He, he would look down on on Bacho. He would ensure that the the fetid uh, the fetid lands around where uh, Bacho has 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 built his home, so to speak, suddenly grow slightly more fertile and rampant with with game for him to hunt. Uh, and and he would kind of reach out with those kinds of signs because even though he is he is the unsung now, he was once a disciple of the Earth Mother, and that is not something he has lost. He still remembers, and it is uh, it is no disrespect he intended to her, and so he would still continue to honor somebody packed, and uh, and I think if if Zaldrin ascends to um, ascends to leadership. Uh, the Sahal, uh, I think he would work to try to um, temper the 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 fires of the volcanoes, keep them safer and not as not as intrusive. He would make this area more uh, as best he can habitable. He would not he would not go too far with it though. It is not for him any longer, for he has other interests now. But he would not forget his friends, at least while they live. Once they pass, well, Gunk has other Speaking plans. of which, speaking of the Earth Mother and forgetting your friends, not forgetting your friends, you are now a god. And it is possible for you to have met the Earth Mother in this form. She has a, not necessarily physical form, but a form that has the the features of a sort of human would mm -hmm. uh they live in their own uh part of the world sort of a pocket dimension we could say in more sci-fi terms they have a feasting hall they would be upset with you at first for the power of Desheb, but i think with your uh faithfulness they would be able to accept you a bit more than they ever would have accepted the unsung and over the decades the years you would find in that feasting hall another one has joined them in the shape of Bacho with his flaming heart. And while it is his spirit and his soul that has ascended to their halls, he's not necessarily a god, but he has been touched by the gods. And he's lost his sense of identity, but at his core, it's still your old friend Bacho. And I when... think that's where we're going to end. Okay, yeah. All right, guys, I hope you had fun. I'm sorry we went a little bit over, uh, but that is it for Forbidden Lands. Let's do some shout outs. Here I got one shout out. On well, before that, I'm just going to shout out to this amazing campaign. That was unbelievable. That was so much fun. Thank you. you got me. Thank you. I, you got me choking up here at the end. I... <laughs> so, uh, yes, fantastic. Uh, on Garblag, uh, let's see. Next Tuesday, um, it'll either be Coriolis with Millie at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or uh, the great Garblag Pete may be back with some Baldur's Gate 3 streaming like he did today. Uh, Wednesday, there's a 50-50 chance we may be starting some old-school Death Watch Space Marine fun in Warhammer 40K. Maybe a couple weeks out, but we might get started on Wednesday. Uh, that would be 1 p.m. Uh, as well, and I would be in that. And then on Thursday, um, 
We will be back with Lewis in the driver's seat, uh, back to the one ring and the ballads of the Barding. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Jeff, why don't you tell us what we have going on the next week here at Lollygaggers? And then when you're done with that, I'll go ahead and fill everyone in on what we have coming in the future on Tuesdays. Yeah, man. Uh, I do also want to echo Aaron's sentiment. Thank you so much for running this. this is, and thank you for making Gunk a god. Uh, <laughs> How could we not at that point, right? Uh, yeah. Oh I feel like that's what, three campaigns uh, I think we've done in, in each one of my characters. I wanted them to become a god. And uh, third time's the charm. Now, uh, session one, you guys woo-hoo. find this stupid looking puzzle box <laughs> and you guys are like, what's the point of this? And I'm like, don't worry, it's a major artifact. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I knew as soon as you got it that one of you could become a god if you wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it worked perfectly with some of his like dark secrets and stuff because he just he yeah, loved really tinkering with that crap. So, yeah, worked out really, really well. Uh, all right. So for us this week, uh, the next session we have is Thursday. You can see a bunch of us here playing die the role playing game. Uh, so everyone but Steven, although Steven is there in spirit. Uh, then on Friday, we'll be back to Delta Green. You can see Melissa, Steven and myself in that uh, as we uh, started up a new scenario last time. We're going to continue with that. Saturday, Saturday, we got one ring uh, as that uh, that is another campaign of, of significant like coming to a close very soon. Uh, and we will be getting back to that as well. And then uh, Monday... No, I don't know. Something. Uh, we will have new stuff on Monday coming soon. Uh, but uh, with the like Labor Day in the U.S. and all sorts of other stuff, like we're just kind of kind of waiting for a couple people's schedules to clear before we actually start something later in September. So we're gonna probably do some random one shot. So that's what I got, Stephen. What do you got? Well, we are going to go on a short hiatus here because I need a little bit more time to prep our next campaign, which we will be back to weekly Tuesdays. Uh, But Talk Like a Pirate Day is coming up. Uh, That is the 19th of September, I believe. And Jeff has so kindly offered to run a Pirate Borg one shot for us. Uh, So in three weeks, we will be playing pirates uh, using like the Morkborg rules. Uh, and we'll be all saying R every other word. Uh, that'll cosplay. be a lot of fun. Full cosplay. Full cosplay. Yeah, of course. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. This is my pirate shirt as well as my Viking shirt. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the week after that will be session one of our new campaign. We will be playing Marvel Multiverse RPG, specifically playing as X-Men. It's going to be titled X-Men Schools Out. Uh, there are a couple Marvel fans here. Uh, one especially large X-Men fan. I don't know. We'll, we'll save it for... Uh, <laughs> we'll save the reveal for session one. But uh, I think you guys will figure it out pretty quick who's the biggest fan here. Uh, but we're very excited about that. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you all for being great players. I have a lot of fun running this game for you. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. Who are we going to rate? I think we're going to raid the initiative order. It looks like they're playing some Dresden files, which I think is pretty cool. So let's go ahead and raid them. Thank you to everyone who hung out. Thank you to those of you who threw out bits. Thank you to those of you who threw out gift subs and got us that crazy hype train in the very beginning. Very, very kind of you. Uh, but that's it. Follow the channel. Follow the raid. We'll see you all later. You have a Good great night. campaign.